and this is the Chairsofter Show Operation Stigma Roundup Special with Keith. Say hello, hello. Keith. And Ross. Howdy. And Ollie was meant to be here, but he's stolen Windows, so he can't be here. Yep. Detected unauthorized copy. Yeet <laughs> out of window. When he said he had a meltdown, it was like, oh, he's had a proper meltdown. Oh, no, wait, no, he's just stolen it. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Rip Ollie. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Opstigma. Uh, cue the music. was waiting for the music to start there wasn't he i bet he was uh. <laughs> i was yeah <laughs> and you're listening to the chairsofter show your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers manufacturers sites and personality within the airsoft community if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can contact me facebook.com forward slash the chairsofter show instagram at the chairsofter show or by email on andy at the chairsofter show.co.uk so this week's episode the operation stigma roundup special and oh my god what a day it was wasn't it yeah I'm still like, slightly emotional. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm still buzzing on the hype. You know, we're recording this on the Thursday after the event, and I'm still buzzing from the hype. I've um, still seen posts about it. Like, yeah. People are just riding this wave for the entire week. <laughs> like, is, please but, don't let it be uh, over. I want to ride it, was, it all the way to next year's. Yeah. <laughs> that, if there's a next year's. Ooh. We won't make it happen. What yeah, Keith yeah. is basically saying there is... Please give me a year off. I need another year. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I, I started planning this before I even I, I was even in One Legion. Um, yeah. And then I got invited in and we put the name on it. And, mate, oh, Christ, I started it, what, May? It must yeah. have been early May. Yeah, I'm um, just looking back. When did we up stigma? Uh, I think I caught wind of it very early June. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find the bloody date because I've got the date it was published here. But I can't find it in the unique way that things work here. So let's go back. Op Stigma. July the 22nd, we had you on the show about it. So Was what? that the first one? Because I've been on it twice before this, haven't I? That was the second one because you came on for the <laughs> Airsoft Wow Me and Cantaro Airsoft episode. Yeah, the legendary uh, episode 69. Yeah. <laughs> it was six, yeah. 69 and 71 you came on. Mm. So, like, uh, yeah, some good numbers. But, I mean... So yeah, you you joined the team and you had what them guys sorting it out, helping you out in the background, organising everything. Hello yeah. Mill uh, and what two hundred and seventy players was it? I think it was around two seventy six at the end of it all. Jeez. We did have a few no shows, so you know with the pre booking, I think we had sixteen people didn't show out the pre bookings, but we had about thirty plus walk ons on the day. Which to be uh, fair, for that kind of numbers, that's a really low number of no shows. Yeah, really, really not. I think people were like, yes, this is the event I want to be at. Yes, I want to support it. It's got the right charities behind it. It's got yeah. the right message. Um, we'd, we'd been spreading word for, for months and months. The insane, legendary raffle. Um, of about it, a million pounds worth of stuff. <laughs> it was about five and a half grand. We had, um, in total, 64 individual prizes. Yeah. Um, that we gave away, which is why it took so long at the lunch hours to do it, and that's not including what we were just chucking into the crowd. Yeah, uh, patches, one. lanyards, but we, a lot of people didn't realise that those those wily lanyards that we were throwing away had something like a thirty percent off code. Yeah, I think it was about twenty. I've, about twenty. I've just uh, used I, it. You've just used it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's actually getting some use. Um, wily were just incredibly supportive because I was like, "Do you want to set up a stand?" And they're like, "No, but have a shitload of things." Yeah. Uh, and then just sent this massive box of stuff to Dread. Uh, hats, gloves, um, pouches, iPro, all sorts of stuff. Uh, it was just nuts. Yeah, um, and um, I mean, like, just the support for it as well. So let's let's start off with the figure. That's what everyone's going to want to know. So it was okay. 6816? It was 6816 at 6 o'clock this morning, and yeah. then um, Ed from combat uk saw the post and decided that he didn't like um uneven numbers and had sent me a message saying we're going to round it up to seven grand for you that's so weird um it's epic um legitimately and i'm not lying here um 
I'd just got in the car when he messaged me that. I replied to him, started driving down the street, and then just got all wobbly-lipped out of nowhere. Yeah. I was just sat in a traffic jam. It took me an hour and 20 minutes to get to work this morning. I was just sat in a traffic jam with my bottom lip going. Yeah. It must have looked insane from outside because I was listening to D'Angelo as well. So I just I like this weird kind of romantic music playing with my bottom lip wobbling all over. I look like a psychopath um, <laughs> on the way to work this morning. It's Ed's fault for being such a lovely, lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, you made him psycho. Yeah, yeah, you made me look like a right tool. Thank you very much, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, I wouldn't change that journey. And um, everything kind of hit me today, though. Yeah. Like, um, I've been working so long on this that I, on Sunday, everyone said you just looked overwhelmed. Yeah, um, like, I, I saw you and, like, we chatted to you and you just, it was almost like words escaped you when we were trying to talk to you. You just, it was almost like you didn't know what to say, which, having spoken to you over the last few months is unusual to say the least you not having words yeah yeah i mean there were several times that day i got chalked up obviously i did my speech in the morning um, just before the safety brief um and i just had to take a few seconds halfway through it uh i I try and not get emotional you know I, i talk a lot about my problems but i very rarely uh show emotions get emotional and um i'm pretty sure that was caught on camera and you know I felt a little bit silly, but then I realised what that event was about, and then I stopped feeling silly, and I looked around, yeah. and everyone was just kind of smiling and nodding at me to say, mm. "Come on, mate, you got this." Yeah. Um, and then obviously there was that crazy group hug immediately. Yeah, I was going to say that set the tone for the day. That group hug, I think, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, somebody has um, has taken at least two of my ribs with them uh, after yeah. that because I got crushed. Um, I was just getting kind of picked up and carried about. Uh, worth it, worth it. Yeah, definitely. I got sandwiched from both different directions and sort of like just pretended like I got I got sunk into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I feel like it was either you or Tony that I almost ended up putting a he- in a headlock by accident during that group <laughs> hug cross because it was like there was just people everywhere and there weren't anything I could do but just be like, well, wherever my arms and everything goes, that's what's happening. You know, if I fall over, I fall over, which did happen later in the day, but we'll come to that in a minute. Yeah, but it, yeah, it definitely set the tone for the day. There was, it, it, It's bizarre. It just felt like such a comfortable atmosphere. Everyone was in it together. Yeah. Um, there was... You know, I, I heard very little people, you know, very few people complaining about problems on the day. Everyone was having a laugh. I saw the biggest uh, firefight I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, yeah. Early on in the day, fighting for the CQB village at, at Proving Grounds. It was literally like 120 people versus 120 people. You couldn't look anywhere without groups of people. And yeah. there was that much smoke, that much, you know, that much pyro going off. It, it, I was just stood there, marshalling with my jaw on the floor watching I, like it's the best game I've never played yeah you were just like, watching chaos unfold I think weren't you it was amazing though because the gameplay was so good everyone was fighting their hearts out and yeah um, there, there was people stood there just kind of chatting to each other as well um, you know in the middle of firefights they'd just stop and start talking yeah, and, well. and it's not like the usual uh, airsoft banter you get they were you know they were, they were just saying like why is why is this event important to you? And I overheard quite a few conversations about people talking about the problems while under fire. Yeah, it, it was it was surreal. Um, it was it, it was just a fucking beautiful day. Yeah, yeah. I was in the front line engagement of that CQB like the whole time. Like I took cover, then a mill smoke went off to the left of me, and like I sat in that for its entire duration. My throat was on fire for that. Whole I I saw you walking back to the, uh, the the regen point afterwards, and I remember you saying, "I've just sat in a mill spec." For, for the whole burn period, I was just like, well, I've walked past one and I'm choking. So God knows how you must have felt. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember I'd come back into the safe zone at lunchtime and Ross was just sat there munching away on some chicken and he's like, I need this. And I, I sat in a mill smoke for the entire burn time and I'm dying, so I need chicken. It was like, have some water. Yeah, drink water. <laughs> water Don't as well. Birds. What the hell? Yeah. Andy knows I like my chicken on game days. Oh, don't. Every game day we go to, like, you have the lunch and then Ross produces these little packs of chicken. Like Tesco's, they're bargain. (laughs) (laughs) It's just always these little packets with, like, a little chicken breast inside of it. Every game. (laughs) They're good. Just in case Andy's um, podcast career ever takes off, there are other retailers available. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, in case more than three people listen to this. <laughs> well, no, it it was um, it was cool. I think everyone carried something into that day that meant yeah. something to them. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we had Kelly Boyd, uh, who is um, you know a mental health therapist there on the day giving advice. We had a stall set up with lots of leaflets about the the local help that you can get, things like that. Yeah. Uh, and she was saying people were a little hesitant to come over. Um, and then she'd step away and then kind of slowly creep up and start looking at the leaflets and then she'd creep back in and they'd have a conversation. So just the fact that that was available as well was great for the people who have yeah. spent quite a long time not talking about problems and things like that. But yeah. I know that um, quite a few people, mess- when I say quite a few people, I mean, I've had dozens of messages since Sunday from people saying what that event meant to them and, and they've spoke about their battles and things like that. And I've heard some haunting stories yeah. about people's pasts and how the airsoft community has made them feel welcome mm. um, and that they you know now they finally found like a social circle that they feel they can fit into well, this, um, this is and, the other thing as well seeing what's been coming on the man down group since Sunday just yeah. some of the stories that have come out I'm like wow this, this is the thing I mean airsoft is, is, is well known if you ask a lot of people what the worst thing is about airsoft a lot of them tongue in cheek will just say airsofters and that is because the online community at times can quite easily forget that the person they're typing a comment into is not a real person and they may forget that that particular comment has, has got real world consequences and we've spoke about that in the past yeah. um, essentially it, it's the easiest way in the world to bully someone and mm-hmm. your comment could be the last thing they ever read it's as simple as that and that's all what people need to remember. You are typing things to a person. People have feelings and your actions can have real world consequences. So just be just be nice. Yeah. Just just do well. Do good things. Be nice. It's not difficult. You have to actively try out to be a dickhead. You yeah. know? Why put in that much effort? Um but yeah, I mean, on the run up to the event, people have been saying, you know, this is this has really helped them realise that they are not alone in the fights. Um I genuinely feel like the um, the community has achieved something with stigma. Not not me as an organizer, not the team backing it up and things like that. The community has come together and they've truly achieved something. There was 276 people there on the day who um, who just came together and said, these problems exist, we don't recognize it enough, now we do. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, when we were talking about putting this together, I mean, um, I said we should invite Ross on because, you know, I know that this whole journey and Airsoft itself has had a, you know, a real turnaround for, for Ross, hasn't it, Ross? I believe. Yeah, it has indeed. Like, before I started Airsoft, like, over two years ago. Um, now, like, I think I started it August 2017. Before then, like, I was just mostly a social shout-out. Like, just usually doing college, this and that getting home just hitting on games but like this is getting me out of the house every weekend i've met new new friends continually and it's just massively made me like just get better at like social situations and just generally grow as a person like how i wouldn't have met andy i wouldn't have met you i wouldn't have met like any any one of those lovely people i know without it it's just it's it's a sport but the community is what keeps me here yeah yeah it's a positive force to be used in the right way. I mean, there's a lot of toxicity out there. There's yeah. a lot of people who like to gain attention by, by talking shit. Yeah. Um, spreading hate, digging at other teams, digging at individuals. Um, you know, it, it, it's not right. I mean, we should work together. Airsoft is an incredible sport. It's so much fun. There's a big, big social element of it. It allows you to release your frustrations in a controlled manner, you know, with a controlled aggression. You can shoot people, they don't die. That's fantastic. You can shoot them again later on in the day. Um, and you can just have a laugh. You can just have a laugh. Um, use it in the right manner. It's a tool, you know. Uh, you know, It is a sport, but it's also a tool and it can be used uh, positively. And that's what everyone should strive to do. Yeah, definitely. And we, we saw just what a community can be like at the weekend. God, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, it's it, the it, first game I've been to in a long time where we've not had hit-taking issues that I've heard about or I've witnessed. 
there may have been one or two throughout the day, but they were very quiet about it. It's not like the normal one where... Because that, that's the other thing as well. You get hit-taking issues, it starts spreading, and people get a name for it at the end of the day. Um, and I heard nothing personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, there was a couple of issues. Yeah. Um, the people who were raising the issues weren't raising them in the right way, so I went over and I just went, are you okay? Uh, yeah. what's, what's the problem? Uh, and they were a little bit kind of emotional. I don't know if it was because of what the the trend of the day was or something like that. Mm. Uh, I follow up in that guy in the head and he's not taking it. I said, okay. I said, so follow up in people in the head's a little off anyway. I said, but you're about 120 meters away. It, it was the new guys. They hadn't quite understood. You know, they were talking airsoft distances. They weren't talking real world distances. Yeah. So, you know, that's 30 meters. No, that, that's actually about 130 meters. It's just one of those things, and it's difficult, especially people who are used to playing CQB. Um, yeah. They lose their ability to judge what what 60 meters is, you know. And it always happens. Um, CQB players go into the open, uh, and and you know it, it can be difficult to judge. Um, but yeah, very very few um, issues on the day. Um, it, you know, it, I can count them on one hand. Uh, we had a. F- a lot, you know, what did we have? Three ceasefires, two because of medical issues, one because we set a tree on fire, uh, which was promptly addressed. That was at index, though, so no harm done there. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was really, really good. A lot of people are saying this is the best event they've ever been to. Can we do another one tomorrow? Um, y- you can't ask for a better outcome than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally on that index explosion, like I was just getting medicked off the bridge and I literally just looked over the cover and then I just saw an orange flash and half my face felt like this massive heat. And like I swear it singed some of my some of my beard off. <laughs> and you yeah. haven't got much in the first place, Ross. No, I my, my jeans aren't polite on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was all incredible. It was very safely done. Um, it was cordoned off. It couldn't have burnt anybody. Uh, the pyrotechnics teams were, were licensed professionals, and there were some incredible explosions on the day. Oh, uh, the plane! The plane. That, I've got the slow motion footage of the plane. Yeah. And it generally looks like we just disintegrate the thing, but we, you know, they, they know what they're doing. These guys, um, John and his team, uh, Virtus, JTAC, uh, and all of those guys, um, incredible at what they've done. They spent the last four normal game days practicing for this. Uh, and they just had the timings nailed down. Um, the one on the the bridge, the final video that will be released at some point, is you, you see a mortar hit. So you see a puff yeah. of smoke as it hits the ground, and then it, literally kind of a, a 60, 70 foot um, fuel rise. Uh, and they used um, petrol instead of diesel because it lights up better in the dark than, than diesel does. Yeah. Um, and I was on the bridge next to it as it went off, so I was at the top. And when the the flames plumed outwards before going up through the floorboards of the bridge, I just saw like the the flames curl around. It literally looked like I was about to be consumed by Odin himself. <laughs> it was crazy. And there was a guy lay down on the floor, shooting around a barrel with his head on the planks. As it all went off, he just stood up and ran like full sprint he didn't know what was going on his reaction was apparently just to jump to his feet and just run it in any direction <laughs> was it as quick as when i saw dread in the morning dread runs no when i saw dread yeah, dread what oh you, no i know you ran I, I didn't see that one second you was there and then the next second there was just an andy shaped dust cloud <laughs> uh, yeah that, that that was um were you really worried that that dread was going to eat <laughs> Well, yeah, because of you and Nick, I hasten to add, you two have been a negative influence on me over the last few months. And I, I don't I know what you're talking about. You know, you just keep sending me pictures of, of photoshopped dread pictures. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got no interaction with this at all. I'm not involved. Ross, can you smell bullshit, mate? <laughs> a little. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, you were saying about people running from the explosions. Um, I don't know which photographer put it up on their page. But it's of the it's the full video of the plane explosion, and you see, I think it's one of your Halo regulars, literally just run past the camera <laughs> and, yeah. and just go, I ain't, I'm running from this, I ain't got time for this. Yeah, that was um, Andrew Wright, Ratty, uh, yeah. lovely, lovely bloke. You know, he, he, he's just sprinting he, away, like, I know what's going down, I need to get out of here right now. <laughs> if you know about Andy's knee problems, 
uh, you'll understand that he went for a significant amount of pain to do that. Um, <laughs> he, ba- he bowed out later on in the afternoon. He, he knows his limits, Andrew. And, um, you know, when he, when he starts to get his bad knees and stuff like that, he'll sit out and, and relax for a little bit. But yeah, it's like, yeah, we need to clear a 30 medius from around the plane right now. And instead of just casually walking away, we went up blowing it up while he was there. And he was just like, yeah, just in case, I'm, I'm just going to start running. <laughs> that's, that's that's the wise solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, it's just like fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Mm. While we talk about running, shall we tell him about my little mishap, Ross? <clears throat> uh, yeah, we should um, do. But I so- would also like to add, when you fell over, and I saw this firsthand. When you fell over, I didn't even think that you was borrowing my weapon for the day. I didn't even yes. think about that. That was out of my head. And so basically, said- Keith. First things first. We fixed. We figured out what the problem was with the GHK. Yeah, because it was chronoed by M's before okay. we fitted the carbine kit, which has a longer barrel in. Ah, I see. So there's been an FPS jump. All right. Yeah. So that's why I can use that. So Ross very kindly lent me his TM recall for the day, which is an awesome bit of kit. Um, so cheers for that, Ross. And there seems to be a habit of falling over whenever I play in woodland. Okay. Uh, it happened at Rift Sim last year, uh, and I was covered in shit for the day. Um, that's the only way I can describe the what comes off the ground at the ridge is shit, isn't it, Ross? <laughs> yeah, I've um, done two rifts and there. It's not a good sight when yeah, it rains. Yeah, especially when it rains. So I go, Pony Tony's in cover. Lemmy running across the site to try and give him some support. Get onto the bridge fine. One of the bridges across the ditch. Yeah. Get across the bridge. As my foot lands, suddenly slippy mud again. And I think the last... 20 30 meters of running, I was on my way down, and then as soon as I got next to Pony Tony, I just went onto the deck. Lovely, uh, I saw this happen. crap. I sort of looking around, and I'm just like, and then Tony's like, huh, I got that on camera, bollocks. Um, and then I sort of looked at myself, and then I went, Oh, shit hang on, I've got Ross's gun. And I sort of knelt up, looked at it, and just went. Ross, your gun's okay. Because the site just carried on playing. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was from where his starting point is. So I just saw him do the entire run and then stack it. And as oh. I said earlier, I didn't even realise he had my gun at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I the, wasn't even thinking about the, that. <laughs> the, the bridges were very, very slippy on Chocolate Island. I saw several people exit Chocolate Island feet first on the back. Um, <laughs> it was like oh. they were just being kind of launched out of the production line. Yeah. Like, yep, this airsoft is finished. Pass him on. I Pass slipped one. in the morning getting to our respawn. Like, I like, tried to take up a step up the hill and just slipped and just went straight down. That was like within the first five minutes of the game. I'm just going to point this out. In the safety brief, we did say it's been raining. It's not raining now, but it is going to be slippy. We covered I that. that the last time we went jail as well. They were like, don't go on the grass. Went on the grass, stacked it within the first four steps. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not going to say that I'm glad I didn't play because I have got a habit of decking it uh, any given opportunity because I'll start running and then I'll run faster and then I'll realise that the speed's overtaking my ability to stay on my feet. Yeah. Um, and then at some point I'll just enter some cover head first in midair. Um, you know. I'm pretty sat- good at not falling over on flat surfaces. And Andy, before you say, don't mention the windows. I've well, seen that video, Ross. It. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's yeah, the, the one time, that, one time only. That was a Benny Hill moment, if ever I've seen one. It was the, that that though. That Ross was literally the fact I was stood there filming as you tried it, and it was just like right time, right place. Otherwise, it's we like, it's never like the known about watch it. this. Oh crap! Moment. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. actually, the Parker saying two seconds later, "No one, please hurt themselves." It was it was before that. It was in the brief. He goes, no one fall over and hurt themselves. Please, please be careful. And then next thing you know, Ross has fallen out a window. He, well, it wasn't falling out of a window. He was he fell into a window, kind and then, of. Yeah, and then, and then fell backwards fell, again fell and out of it. Yeah, yeah, and then ended up further away than he was when he started. What what I loved Probably. was halfway through the fall, he went, "I've got this." It's like, oh son, no, you don't. <laughs> you so don't have this. Not today, Isis, not today. So, um, out of the day, what was your favourite moments? I'd like to hear this, because I I didn't see much of you during the day, because I was running around like a blue-ass flea. Uh, But I'm quite keen to hear what people's favourite moments are. They've been sharing it on Instagram and things like that. Everyone keeps saying, the whole day. 
which is not yeah. helpful. Doesn't help no. me pinpoint anything that I can use for next time. Acu- accusing Sandman of stealing your dog, that was fun. <laughs> I just sort of walking around with Dottie, I was like, oh, typical Glaswegian stealing Dottie, stealing yeah. your dog. I-, I kind of just dumped her on him because I-, <laughs> I did not expect the uh, the ticket entry to be that busy. Yeah, uh, me, me and Emma were just working frantically to try and get everyone in. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, just like we, I remember being there for a good forty-five minutes, and I looked down and it said like tickets left. It said one hundred and fifty-six. I was just like, how? Yeah. How is there still one hundred and fifty odd people? <laughs> I mean, um, I've got to admit, I need to make sure I keep the email on an account that I recognise, or I can remember where it is next time I go up to an event where they use that online ticketing system. Because I got there and I was like. I can't remember which email I used, and I've got no signal now. Um, no, we had you on that one. We got yeah. you. We, we were no, trialing a new uh, a new system. Yeah. I mean, um, people need to know I don't work for Proving Grounds. I've got no event yeah. organising experience other than private events that I've run over the years for, yeah. for various causes that I've done and things like that. Um, but obviously, I'm, I'm affiliated with Stu, who does run Proving Grounds, and we found this ticket booking system. It seemed to tick all the right boxes uh, so we were trialing it so yeah it, it worked really well to be fair uh, reasonably smooth and uh, yeah it was good the money got released today which is great so the money is being sent to the charities after this has been recorded awesome awesome so there you go um, yeah favourite moments um, I've got to say first things first mm-hmm. uh, George it was his first ever airsoft experience his mind was uh, blown. Yeah. Uh, he was walking around filming all day for anyone who's not listening. George is the guy that's doing all my camera stuff. Uh, really nice Thank guy. Thank you, George. Thank yeah, you. Cheers, George. Um, I'm trying to Legend. push him to get that video first. So hopefully in the next week or so, we'll have that with us uh, all edited up so everyone can see his amazing work in action. Um, he was dead impressed with what was going on. And like he, he turned around to me and was like, I need to come to a game now, don't I? I was like, yeah, you do. Good. So we'll, we'll, we'll get you on that one. We'll make sure you come up in case there. Yes, um, please do. Um, I, I need to shake his hand again. He did amazing work on the day, put a lot of effort in. Yeah, um, He was taking direction from the players as to the best places to go to capture footage. Um, really, really nice guy. Re- yeah, Really, I'm impressed with uh, what he did on the day. Yeah, it's um, amazing some of the people that you can remember from school and get on with still, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, the tag sense, I, I loved getting on there again. It was good to see Neil up there, uh, catch up with him. Set up a great, great yeah. course on that. It's a shame he didn't get a little bit more exposure, but people were having such a good time out in the field that, yeah. um, you know, it, it was a shame. He put yeah. so much effort in. I owe him one. I owe him big time. Yeah. I, I was actually second on that board at one point, I'll just add. The only reason I was second was because my reaction time was slightly low, uh, slightly longer than the person before. Because I yeah, looked at the times, so I was like, "I smashed his time. Why am I second? Oh, reaction time's forty down. Oh, yeah. so I, I do need to note something on that. Originally, I did say that the best time on the day would get a pistol, but because they didn't get, I was expecting dozens of people to go for it and get really competitive. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Um, so the pistol went back into the raffle. Um, uh, I did have a couple of people message me saying, "Did I get the best time?" And I said, "I've no idea because we just put the prizes back into the raffle pool." Um, because we, he just wasn't getting the attention he deserved, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, put it back into the draw. Put it back into was the it draw. Sandman who went through it with uh, an axe? No, that was Tom. That, that was Tom. Yeah, that was Scoff. I saw someone else do it. No, it, was, it wasn't Scoff. That's what, oh, Scoff did it with an axe, but I saw someone else go through it with an axe. I'm surprised it wasn't Jeebus with that monstrosity crucifix that he's got. Hey, that's mine in his creation. Don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> What are you yeah. going to do when you need a rubber axe? Stick a rubber knife to it. Yeah, exactly. That man, by the way, um, Sneaky Bejesus, he, he's just made of hugs. Lovely guy. Yeah, he is. Really a good like Craig. He's, he's great. Even if he does make fucking nature documentaries about my airsoft days. They're my, some of my favourite documentaries. <laughs> he's, got, um, he's got a picture of me eating as his lock screen, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one Which reminds me, actually, I'm going to do a meme competition. From that photo of you, Ross. Oh God! Oh, the me looking down. He's looking down, and we had a we had a couple of good little entries in our group chat the other day. But I'm going to put that up for everyone to comment on because that's one of my favourite photos of the day. <laughs> um, he just looks so confused. I think that was taken by um, Bomb Up. 
think so, yeah. Photographer. Yeah, thanks to them as well. Um, we had a lot of photographers on the day just turned up to, to just purely just take photos and get involved. And the guys that turned up to do that still paid for tickets, yeah. um, which is amazing. Um, so we had, what, four, five photographers on the day taking photos. We had two, three people filming. Uh, so we had Pete, we had George, and there was another chap there filming. I'm not, I've not seen or heard anything about that yet. Yeah. I think people are going to be hearing about this event for weeks, to be fair. Weeks? I think this is still going to be going when the next one's announced. I won't be surprised, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it uh, was great. I, w- I went into this worried that there wouldn't be a good turnout. Yeah. I was, um, on Saturday night, I was very drunk on the Friday night because the the admin guys, Tyler, Jack and Alistair from Man Down, who, um, who all admin uh, man down with me. Uh, they they stayed with me for the weekend. Um, yeah. So we went out on Friday night, had a few beers. I got very drunk. I did karaoke. I'm awful, apparently, because they filmed it and I sounded like a small schoolgirl being choked, um, which to some people may appeal. I don't know. Um, but yeah, to, to the pub I was in, definitely didn't. Um, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fucking awful mate seriously I'm I'm the worst at karaoke and it's on the man down group he filmed it and he posted it on the man down group um, I thought it'd be funny to put Alistair up doing Taylor Swift turns out he's really good at doing Taylor Swift songs um, that, that backfired I was like yeah you do your Taylor Swift song and if you do Taylor Swift I'll do Cab Calloway um, and, and it backfired I need to stop making these agreements with people <laughs> Um, yeah, so what other moments were there? I, I've got to say, getting to that bridge at the start of the day was hilarious because it's probably the second fastest I moved that day. Um, we got on the bridge, Nick was around the corner, tucked away in cover, and there was me and a couple of other guys just defending the entrance to it from the enemy team. How much fun is the bridge at Proving Grounds? <sighs> Seriously. If you, if you can hold that, it's an absolute bastard to try and get onto it, but if you can hold that... <clears throat> Like, it's not though, it's not, it genuinely, if you get low and you crawl up that ramp on your belly, the people yeah. on top of the bridge have no idea. You can crawl your way to the top of that bridge without me even noticing, and it happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> towards the end of the day, before the world exploded, yeah. um, there was a, about seven guys crawled on their stomachs all the way up both of the sides of the ramps to the top of that bridge. <laughs> and then just the biggest firefight I've ever seen on the bridge broke out with people just throwing crow scares at each other. Yeah. And my favourite moment of the day happened when in the centre of the bridge is like four posts and there's mesh wrapped around it. And a guy who had mesh glasses on who couldn't see the mesh stood back, lit a crow scarer and threw it down the middle of the bridge thinking he could get it through the middle of the four posts. Um, As he threw it with all his might, it hit the mesh which was about nine centimetres in front of his hand as he let go of it and it just stayed there in midair, stuck in the mesh. (laughs) And he looked at it and he just went, oh no. And then everyone scattered, just like the whole, <laughs> it was like 12 people in the middle of the bridge and everyone just stood up and ran. But there was one guy, um, I can't remember his name, bless him, but he was laid down in the middle of the four posts shooting at people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're going to have such a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> and crow scares, they got a really sharp, loud and very quick, intense bang to him. Yeah. The poor bloke, oh, he crapped himself so badly. <laughs> Uh, I'd prepped for it I'd kind of knelt down and stuck my fingers in my ears yeah. but I knew what was going to happen and I was pissing myself laughing as it happened as well because I knew exactly what I was in bits I was in absolute bits and he was he kind of rolled onto his back and put his hand on his heart he was just like oh my god yeah. oh my god oh, I was like oh son you've just had it bad you just had it yeah. bad he we, jumped we, worse than Nick did during the raffle <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got right down to the side facing out to the spawn and I was just tucked away in this corner so I had full view down and another guy looking out to the side in front of me and then Stu was like okay objective um, whatever like green team or whatever it was objective captured and I was just like right Nick while I've got this you're in cover get that fucking map out and find us our next objective and he was literally just like on it straight away just grabbed his map goes right we've got to get to CQB village and then carnage ensued yeah because um so much fun at the cqb village when that, yeah when that started like I was, all that smoke went off in that bridge in the beginning and i knew you two went up there and then i saw like these players running past us back to the spawn says don't bother going the bridge we have half our team there <laughs> so i me me a couple i don't 
couple of things. Um, Ollie, Tom, and uh, the Reaper crew guys started going to CQB Village early. So that's yeah. why we were like all there at the early parts of that firefight in CQB, which then turned into a war zone. Yeah, it was carnage. Um, I've never I, seen I so up... much smoke used in my entire airsoft life. That is Tom for you. <laughs> he brings pyro in the dozens. And Andy had a, not a different Andy, um, had a loads of mil spec spokes he had to use. Yeah. Had to. You've, yeah, you've got to. You've got to use them. He's got to use at another site, but they don't allow him anymore, so he has to use them. Don't, don't, don't tell me jail stopped letting you use them. No, it's not jail. Thank God for that, because that's where I bought them. I was like, damn it. <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, yeah. um, what was the other moment? Oh yeah, that CQB village firefight. I just ended up chatting to SF Barbie for half of it. Me and her yeah, just chatting. So cool, she goes, she? She, yeah, she's such a laugh, and like she was just like, "Well, George is gone. I don't know where he's gone. Uh, so I'm just sort of wandering around looking for people, and then we just ended up chatting for twenty minutes. She's like, I can't see anything. I was like, No, I couldn't see like one guy over there, but he's well out of range from me, so." Fuck it, let everyone else fight she it She came out. to me later on in the day and said, uh, yeah, I don't know where George is, so I'm just going to stick with you. And I was like, cool, stick with me. And then five minutes later, I run off to do a frontline push and like, I just look behind me and she's just stood there and like, I can pretty much think she's thinking, I'll let him do it, I'll just stay here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something worth noting is um, the female airsofters representing on the day, they were kicking the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there was no... What's the? Po- I'm not going to say the popular term because I think it's um, a little offensive. Even though I've, you know, for me not to say something because it's offensive is is bad. Um, but yeah, the 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 posers, no posers, not a single one. They were in it every single time I saw a massive fight kicking off. Like most of it was the women, just like yeah. go to kill yo. It was incredible. Um, even Sophie, uh, the, the the girl who had a little bit of a moment during the day and had to be um, taken out during the ceasefire. Yeah. Um, she went back into the safe zone, got self sorted, came straight back out. Yeah. Um, you know how brave is that? Someone, someone literally passes out on the field and then goes back and goes, "I haven't had enough." <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Take me to the car. I'm going home." I'm yeah, for, but know, I think but... that 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 was just sort of summing up the whole atmosphere throughout the day, weren't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Like... It was incredible. I've been speaking to Sophie since. Um, really nice girl. I was making sure she was all right and what have you. And um, yeah, yeah, she said she's only just started Airsoft recently. She's yeah. uh, been playing a Halo Mill, uh, the CQB Halo Mill. Uh, she'd never played CQB outdoors before. And what a first game for her to go to on something like that, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it was it was brilliant. Um, really enjoyed everyone just getting stuck in, man. That was, it was so good, so so good. Yeah, uh, Ross, let's hear your favourite. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say like it's not my favourite moment, but like a standout thing for me was when like the first time I ever went to Chocolate Island in the day. My God, has it changed since the last time I went Halo two months ago? But didn't you get lost last time you went there? Yes, now they don't. Now they they made it a rule specifically on the day. They can't. <laughs> no one can go out of bounds because I'm there. <laughs> yeah, they go. They go we, we normally don't put a boundary up, but we have to stay because fucking Ross is here again, and he gets lost or something like that. I was just like, yeah, I heard about he that. crossed three roads last time. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I don't even know how. But like two months ago, when I last went to Halo, I think it's the September one, maybe. Um, yeah. The Chocolate Island was like a veg, an overgrown vegetation, like white paradise. Like you could, like you could hide in the bush easy. I saw Ash do it, uh, Pegasus. He just yeah. did it easily, and then stood up and John Wick to the entire squad who was on top of him. But the I went there at Stigma, and it looks like scorched earth. Like it's just trenches, no, no veg, no bush, anything. Well, there's just, now an yeah, there's an opening around the island, isn't there? Basically, yeah, so it, you've, like, you've got you the moat. You can actually and then... see everything. It's completely a different experience. Yeah, the the fight to hold Chocolate Island was great because the um, the island had about fifteen people in the centre, using the surrounding buildings as cover, and then Reaper Squad with um, uh, what's he called, Tacker's Fuck, yeah, yeah. One of the, uh, was rolling uh, up and they used the mortar and they landed a mortar in the centre of Chocolate Island from about eighty meters away. 
I've seen nice. the video where they fired it from, and it was about 80 metres away. And I was stood um, at the bridge of Chocolate Island, and it landed next to um, two of the huts, and it took nine of the 15 people out. Yeah, he was buzzing. Because they looked that. down, they looked at it, they went, what's that? And then there was just this huge kaboom, and they went, yeah, we're, we're really dead. And then just <laughs> walked off, like, just dragging the guns behind him in the mud, like, defeated soldiers. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're done, guys. We should just leave now. Um, um, but, yeah, mortar rounds, oh, it's so unpredictable. Um, and he, he nailed that shot. Um, the well, Reaper guys, um, uh, who are freshly affiliated now with One Legion, by the way, yeah, proudly affiliated. The guys do... You know, they, they spread so much positivity and they do all they can. You know, Dan's a gent, Sam's great, Silver Fox, what a guy. They're, they're all, you know, the whole the, the whole Reaper crew are just incredible people. Um, and, and they've just aligned themselves with our kind of, our thoughts of just do as much good as you can in the community. You know, mm. great. Um, lots of good stuff has come out of this. That, yeah, that's the, one um... of the, you were saying Tack is uh, fuck. I believe he's a part of the same uh, team which Vault is, Alex. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is a good sidetrack because you not playing has allowed the Vault, Alex. By the way, Alex, thank you for the fruit pastels. Every time now I go Halo, me and him are humanitarian aid relief team for the troops. But um, <laughs> yeah, we literally every time I've gone there, like I'm going to Alex, like we got the pastels. Like we obviously have a couple ourselves, and then we grab a bunch and hand them to every single person we see fighting. He was the difference me. it yep. makes in morale. But the um, like he's giving you a run for his run for your money now on the weird poses while shooting. It's not weird poses; it's creative poses. Okay? <laughs> creative poses, yeah. But like I think yours that comment was you just missing the hook on the ha on the hook on the foot. Yeah, so he, he was leaning back while shooting around the corner. There's something I like to do. I'll hook my foot under some. Um, kind of greenery or tyres or something like that and I use it as leverage so I can pop out and pull myself back mm. in quicker. Um, it's an awkward shooting position but it allows you to basically pie while popping out of cover. Um, so you angle yourself off one foot and you kind of swivel around mm -hmm. and you can pull yourself back in using the same leg. There's usually logic behind the weird things that I do. Uh, but yeah, Alex has started to step up and, and pull off some bizarre shit as well now. So now we've got this thing going on where every game we go to, we're going to be trying to weird outpose each other. Um, so we've agreed on the 8th, me and Alex are going to turn up. We're going to play together all day. Uh, we're going to try and get some bizarre photographs um, to see what happens. He hasn't topped my best one, which is where I was hanging upside down off a pipe at a Trojan Olympus in Stockport, shooting people through a door because no one expects an upside down airsoft. <laughs> if you got pictures of this, I need you to send me them. I'll send it to you. I do have a picture of it. Oh my God, I got, I'm just no, going to imagine this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, um, um, good best moment. I've got a few. Like, standout gameplay moment was the fight for CQB. Yeah. That was just so intense. Everyone took their hits, like, massively. Like, you just shot someone, like, in the minuscule of their helmet, you would hear it. You'd, you'd, they'll put their hand up. Like, it was so much good back and forth with that. Uh, best moment throughout the whole day, not, like, including out of the game. Probably the beginning briefing like hearing you alistair and all the man down admin crew massive respect uh all say their story and their pieces and the reasons yeah, yeah. It, it was good i think that sort of helped people sort of open up about their own things in a way because you guys literally just stood there and went right these are our stories and then it was sort of an icebreaker i feel um for the day which was really good for if it helps even one person during the day there to just speak to someone then like forget everything else you've achieved something yeah the objective from the start of stigma was to try and save just one life mm. um via making them open up and speak and we know we've done that um if any charity game can literally save an airsofter's life yeah then then that charity game has achieved it regardless of how much or how little. The money was a secondary thing. It was always a secondary thing. The fact that we've raised so much is incredible. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And it's going to continue to save lives. That kind of money can open up an entire new club for Andy's Man Club. It can fund dozens of seminars for schools and sports clubs for state of mind. Yeah. You know, that that's incredible. But the, the difference is that there's a lot of people on the run-up to this who've started to listen and has, and have started to speak and I've given us the opportunity to ring them, uh, you know, when they've when they've had troubles at night and things like that, and just have a conversation. 
And some of these people are now seeking professional help. They're in therapy. Uh, they've spoken to the doctor about it. They've spoken to the family. They, they, you know, people understand their problems now. Yeah. And, you know, who, what, what kind of people would we be if we were pushing this openness all the way up to the event and then we didn't tell our stories? Exactly. I didn't tell my, my whole story. I didn't have time. Um, mm. You know, I wouldn't have time if I tried to talk us through it on this entire show. Um, but practice what you preach. You know, yeah. um, it's important. And I just want to, um, again, acknowledge the bravery that Alistair showed. So we couldn't get any of the charities there because they're all volunteer-led. Alistair yeah. started going to Andy's Man Club in August. Um, and in his own words, Andy's Man Club has saved his life. So he said in the morning briefing that he's um, he started going to Andy's Man Club after the second attempt on his own life. Now, yeah. anyone that knows Alistair knows he's, he's, a, he's a beautiful soul. He's a really, really nice guy. Um, he's, he's had a, you know, he's had a rough time in the past, um, but he's he's turned his life around now. He's holding down a job. He's happy. He's, um, you know, he's working, um, and he's just been made a facilitator uh, at Andy's Man Club. So now he helps run it. Yeah. Um, the, the guys who were running it turned around and had a word to him and said, you know. We, we want you in we want you official on the team and he is now um, and he and he did a little video and posted it in the uh, the man down group and the event uh, group on Facebook um, because you know he, he did get a little choked up so did I uh, I had a little wobbly lip moment he had his wobbly lip moment it's going to happen mm. um, it's difficult to talk in front of a few people there was over 270 people there on the day yeah and um, and the reason I think we both got choked up is that there wasn't a single person judging. Every single person there stopped and listened. There was silence in the crowd. Usually in any safety brief, you get airsofters chattering and nattering and stuff like that. Not a word. It was completely silent. You could hear the birds. Yeah. Um, that's the level of respect shown between the players on the day. And that is rare. That is really, really rare. It was just fucking beautiful. Yeah. You know? Cool. Sorry, Bye. I just completely interrupted you then, Russ. I went <laughs> no, off on a, no, a no, no, I, I came up, like, obviously, I think me and you, Andy, both wanted to say something during the raffle. Like, I, um, but... We, Mate, it was so, there was so much yeah, to give was, away. <laughs> it doesn't so much to give away. It's like, Keith, when you called me up, I was like, just carry on. You didn't quite know why until I came to you later. Yeah, but yeah. The, uh, it was I just because I, um... I wanted to keep the like the raffle going in that so then when like I still said what I wanted to say but I said it to you privately in one to one people wanted free shit let's be honest Ross you can't interrupt that no. <laughs> um, just I know that you both wanted to say something on the day and you kind of held back because of how busy yeah. it was and stuff like that do you want to say oh. your pieces now maybe I don't know I, yeah. I said mine to you on the day Yeah. all, yeah. all, all, all I wanted to say was um, like a lot of people, well, there was a few people who were sort of like, why are you putting in for a raffle? Is it just for yourself? No, that for me, rather than raising money for the charity, is a big thank you to you and all the One Legion guys for all the support you guys have given me over yeah. the like the nearly two years I've been doing this. Like, Ems, yourself, Stu, you've all been there. <laughs> And come along on this journey with me and me trying to do this podcast. So that for me was a small token just to help you guys out on your day for helping me out over two years. And it's always, it's always a given the support that one legion give people, you know, yeah. especially you, Andy. You, you're a good bloke and you do the right thing. You you, you spread positivity. Mm. And, you know that, that that that's what it's all about. Exactly. Like, but that that I mean that that's all I wanted to say. It was just as a thank you to you guys as well, not just for organising an amazing day, but for all the support you guys are giving me as well. Yeah, yeah we, I, we do. We truly appreciate you, mate. We really do. Yeah, I contributed as well. Basically, the same thing. It's like it was a way of giving back. Because like Keith, I've known you for I think it's nearly a year now. Yeah. Uh, I've known Dan Rift like a long time, pretty much nearly when I started, like over two years. M's nearly the same as well. Like I've known you guys for a while. Like you're all just awesome, and like you, you, you took me in. You helped, you helped me. Like Dan's helped me a lot with like my confidence and that, because I've like, and it's just I wanted to give back, try and make this event the best it could possibly be. 
Yeah, you definitely did that, mate. Um, incredible prizes those like you put in the two uh, slingsters. Um, mm. you know, I was jealous that I couldn't buy raffle tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a fix, though. Joe won everything. <laughs> what, what did Joe want? He won the um, he won he some wireless sunglasses. He uh, won a game day to rift. Oh yeah, he's got to come back down south because he's got to come yeah. to rift now. <laughs> That's worked out nicely then, really. Yeah, I told he, he goes to me. I don't know what to do with it. I said, well, you've got no option now, but you've got a year on it, so you might as well just come back down. You know. Did you um, end up sorting the uh, prize for the Scottish game day? I did, yeah. I uh, made him fight it out, and um, that's been passed on to Ricky. So all is well mm. there. Um, is it worth me just giving a quick shout out to all of the guys that supported? The, the I was going to say, yeah. What? Yeah, thank, before, just to wrap this up nicely on a nice positive. Let's get all the thank yous from yourself, Keith, out of the way. Uh, we we thanked you guys enough, myself <laughs> and Ross. So there's yeah. hundreds of people you guys need to thank. There is. Um, so first and foremost, uh, the players. Um, no charity event, no no normal airsoft event uh, is anything without the, uh, the the players that attend. And the the guys that attended represented themselves so so well. Um, you, you couldn't have asked for a better crowd uh, if you'd handpicked them yourself. Um, genuinely, it was just an amazing amazing experience to just watch these guys play. And it wasn't just the attitudes they brought; they played their hearts out. The battles that I saw in the day. I've never enjoyed playing as much as I enjoyed watching them play on that day. Uh, it was incredible. Uh, the vendors on the day um, who turned up, um, thanks to all of those guys, um, you know, they may not have got the most amount of business that they wanted, but they turned up anyway because they knew what it was all about. And it gave the guys something to do while they were in the safety zone, having a bit of a break. So we had... Um, we had the uh, the patch company that Finchy ran. We've got uh, the airsoft operators um, box who turned up. We had Gav from Viper, Neil from Attack Sense, and then we had uh, Chris from Vulcan. Thanks to all those guys for actually showing up. They were there from like half five in the morning. Mm. Uh, insane. Can't uh, confirm the, that. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the guys that put in for the prize pool, uh, I'm just going to reel them off. New Prol. Vortex, Travail, Wiley X, Viper, Airsoft Operators Box, Tactical Coffee, couldn't make it on the day um, due to some issues at home. He couldn't make it in. Attack Sense, Neil was great. Level 2 Airsoft, the Chairsoft to show yourself, Andy. Thank you very much, good sir. Um, Dave Heeson, also known as Dave Sparta from Patrol Base with his um, M4. Uh, Virtus slash uh, JTAC and Talk Precision for the, the grenades. Alpha 55, Gaz, Holmes, uh, thank you, mate. You put in that free game day. Vulcan, amazing. UKF, soft promoters, uh, Finchy. Awesome, mate. Ross, yourself, thank you very, very much, mate. That was an amazing prize. Sandman chucked a load of patches in. The Depot, Glasgow. Trigger Safe sent some stuff from America. Callsign Viking, one of the ICS captains, sent loads of patches over. Uh, Sam Walker, um, Urban Reaper um, from Reaper Crew. Um, he put in... Um, one of the seven and a half thousand uh, games units from his company, Old School Arcades. Dan Foo Fighter runs Black Omen um, for that prize. That was amazing. Combat UK twofold: one for the Glock, one for topping up the charity fund to get it rounded up to seven grand. Kelly from Femme Fatale, Spectre Arms Rifle patches. Um, thank you very much, Kelly. One Tigris for the care package that they put in via Kelly. Also awesome. Trident gear, foam plates, brilliant. District 23 and Strike Force putting game days. Uh, Airsoft Direct uh, alongside Callsign Kitty, who got patched in on the day as one Legion Kitty uh, for their prizes. Amazing. Rift Airsoft for the two game days. Ricky from Section 8 uh, donated uh, game day for two, all-inclusive food, BBs, drinks, all they want. Who can ask for more? Um, the team behind my back, the, 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 the sneaky bastards, for putting in the golden ticket, a whole year's worth of free games at the Proving Grounds amazing and then final um uh, chris hobbs at gear tech custom full custom paint job um i think i think that's it there's just one um, i want to <laughs> add into that one uh eg as well for helping me with one of oh, the prizes. sorry yeah sorry the the box the the, the, the bag of the stuff. bag of stuff the bag of stuff um, <laughs> the, the fabled bag of stuff indeed um, indeed yeah um, no, that, that's just a big thank you from me as well for eg for helping me out with that yeah, what a list though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a list. That table was insane on the day. Is there anyone else you need to thank? Um, Stu, um, the marshals on the day, 
um, JTAC for um, JTAC Vertus for for doing all the explosive um, yep. pyrotechnics works. Um, I need to thank Andy who runs Yorkshire Paintball Centre where Proving Grounds is housed for um, doing the food and stuff on the day as well. I want to thank the women of Airsoft. Um, they've been representing themselves really, really well recently. Um, and the girls that turned up on the day did them absolutely proud. Um, no posing, no messing around. They just absolutely smashed the crap out of a bunch of blokes and girls alike. Um, everyone just represented themselves to the absolute utmost point they could do. Uh, my mind's blown. There's probably more people I should be thanking. Emma for taking photos. Stu for taking photos. George, you're amazing. Your photography skills. Kelly Boyd, um, our mental health therapist who attended on day. Thank you very much. Peter Boyd for taking the photos, taking the videos. Uh, Bomb Up Airsoft for, for doing the same. Um, there, there was just so many people there. I'm probably forgetting a bunch of people, but I absolutely want them to know that. Even if I haven't mentioned your name, I fucking love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um there's definitely going to be more people that i've that i've forgotten about if you two know of anyone that i should be shouting out right now please please I, jump in that event allowed me to see run into a lot of people who i didn't know were going there but like these uh, are people i haven't seen for like over like a year maybe not since my beginning like um cool sign bear like i haven't seen him since my first time i ever went halo what a I guy though! The original message. Super yeah, nice um, guy. It's Kyle, isn't it? Yeah, Kyle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Liked yeah, him. Um, nice Hobbit. Yeah. My God, she was a machine with that LMG. Like I haven't seen her since a long time ago. Like at an old mill sim I did. Like it was, like a lot of the old, like some Rift regulars I play with went as well. Like a lot. It's it's a lot of people I haven't seen in a while just all came together and it was just a beautiful thing to see there were people who took hotels out for like four days just to be there uh, the reaper crew um the airbnb yeah they, they they came down and stayed in an airbnb from like friday straight through till 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 uh and then drove back to, to london on sunday night um gotta love the energy that those guys bring like dan foo fighter i saw him talking to people more than he actually shot people um you know He's very successful on Instagram, and people have a lot of assumptions about people who have like, you know, sixty thousand followers and stuff like that. Most humble person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. You know, yeah, I would that. like to um, shout out the the cap everyone who camped over with me. Like the I think it was Dean, Jack, yeah, Stu, Dan, um, and then me, uh, Nick, Corsine Traitor, Andy, Corsine Quartermaster, and Tom, Corsine Scoff. There's a story behind the scoff. Um, <laughs> there's a... Like, I want to thank those last three for like, allowing me to come up with you guys. Uh, it was mostly appreciated and the ability to camp over the game before. It, that yeah. was unforgettable as well. Oh, yeah, and uh, Brian and I hope you enjoyed the photos that I sent you from the nice warm hotel and our nice meal that we had. <laughs> it wasn't that cold on the night. It was like minus two throughout the whole week, and then on the night, six degrees. Only got cold when it was raining, and uh, Nick got rained on somehow in a sheltered room. Bizarre. <laughs> um, I do need to shout out Dean and Dave as well for looking after Dotty on the day. Um, no, there was a lot of people who uh, took my dog for a walk while I was busy. Um, she Don't loves you now me. more than she loves me. She hasn't looked at me since Sunday. So, <laughs> Dottie's lovely. <laughs> She's a teddy bear. She's just a yeah. giant chubby teddy bear. <laughs> uh, right, guys. I've got my mic quite close. She's snoring right now. So. All right. Uh, well, we're going to have to wrap it up there, I'm afraid, but I think um, we've wrapped that up nicely. Um, Christ, we've been going nearly an hour. Uh, edit this. We can go for longer. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have to call it a day there, I'm afraid, guys. Uh, Keith, where can people find you? Um, OneLegion.uk underscore kilo. Instagram. On Facebook, Keith Fox. Uh, I've been getting dozens of ads since Sunday. Um, most importantly, Man Down UK. Mental health support group for airsofters. You can find that via that. Mm. Just type it in, you'll find us. Um apply to enter the group and we will accept you and we will try and urge you to speak about your problems cool mm. Ross uh, on Instagram you can find me at Gunner Ross uh, one R 
people sometimes make the mistake. On Facebook, you find me at Ross Hancock, and I'd like to also shout out what Keith has said. If you only have any issues or you want to talk about it, just search out the Man Down UK group on Facebook. Cool, yeah. Make sure you join that up, guys, if you're doing anything and you are it's having been issues. A go help on for there. Me and everyone else. Yeah. Go on there. It's a safe place for airsofters. Um, so go sign up for that. If you've got anything you want to talk about, the guys are always there 24 7. So, yeah, do it. Do it now. Um, that's <laughs> it from us, guys, this week. Uh, thanks very much to Ross and Keith for coming on. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Chairsofter Show. Take care of each other. Take your hits. Enjoy your game. Don't be a dick. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye for now. Bye bye. <laughs>